Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Here's Corey Davis, wide open. Davis. Still going, and he's in for the touchdown. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know and that's the q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikejet1. And it's time for midweek news and notes, and we just so happen to have some breaking news, so perfect timing here to bring in our friend covering the Jets for NorthJersey.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, what's going on, man? How's it going, Scott? Just uh, catching up on my sleep from the weekend, but I'm feeling great now. I would like to say that I'm all caught up on my sleep, but I'm still not there just quite yet. I'm slowly getting back to normal sleep patterns, but it's taken a while. And now (laughs) we have this breaking news that occurred. Two things involving Quinn and Williams. One happy, one not so happy. So we'll start with the not so happy news. This one coming from Tom Pelissero. Quinn and Williams broke a small bone in his foot. Likely going to have surgery that'll sideline him eight to ten weeks. That means no OTAs, no mini camp for Williams, but he should be healthy in time for training camp. So this isn't great. It's not ideal. But if he's going to be ready in time for training camp, and it sounds like it's not some sort of major surgery, I don't know that we need to panic too much about this. Yeah, I mean, it's we don't have any of the details really of, of what it is other than it's a minor enough surgery that he'll be ready for training camp. So that's like, let's see if he's ready for training camp. Let's see when the Jets, uh, the next time they're made available 
to reporters, you know, at least coach Robert Sala, the next time he's made available, which should be probably in the next week at some point. Um, let's see what he says about it. And, and if we get some more details, but I mean, when you have a big man with a foot injury, it's always a little bit concerning. And then you start to look at Quinnen's career so far. And, you know, it, it's been, there's been something now each year and now into this off season, while it won't hopefully affect him in training camp, it is taking away opportunities for him to be on the field uh, in the spring. So you lose something there, especially for a guy who wants to take a big leap, but he's obviously super talented, super athletic, uh, super headed in the right direction. So if he can get in a full training camp, I don't think you'll be that concerned going into next year, but we'll see. We'll see when we get a little bit more information, some more details on this. Andy, I was waiting for you to use super for the fourth straight time, but I like the way that you used it in there. Really, <laughs> was fit. on a roll. You were on a roll. You were on a super roll, and it really yeah. fit with what you were saying. So I think it's also super, if we're going to continue that theme, that Quinton Williams announced that he has gotten married. So congratulations to him on that. Yeah, I'm just going to be real self-conscious about using super for the rest of the show now but um no that's that's super good news and you got to feel good for him and uh, i'm not i'm not a love analyst or anything but but for these guys to have people that they can rely on and have a strong support system is always important so um you know that that's that's a good thing for him and and congratulations to him and um you know wish him and, and his new wife all the best you might even say that he's so happy right now that he feels indestructible, almost like Superman. <laughs> yes, yes, that that, and and the the foot thing is just a little kryptonite, but he he can handle it. That's right. If we're and gonna go, if we're gonna go down that route. That's right, and Zach Wilson certainly should be able to handle it as well. You would think, being the number two overall pick. As we talk mm-hmm. about your draft grades, Andy, Professor Vasquez is in session. He's got his red pen. He's ready to give the <laughs> grades right now, and you can see them up right now at NorthJersey.com. So let's start with your first grade, Zach Wilson. If you are listening to the U Stadium stream on draft night, and if you listen to the show when we did the recap night one, you know that I really like this pick. And quite frankly, you knew that for a while because everybody knew what this pick was going to be for over a month. So I let you know my opinion of this. I don't know that I would go A plus just because it's very hard to give an A plus for anything involving the draft because it's so hard to know. But I do like this pick a lot. I think it's an A. I think Zach Wilson, barring some sort of injury, knock on wood, hopefully that doesn't happen, has a chance to be a really, really good quarterback in the NFL. I believe he was the right pick here. I think Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, all have a chance to be very good. But Wilson, to me, was the guy that was going to be the best prospect of all of those guys. And there's a reason why some even have him ranked over Trevor Lawrence, possibly more upside, although Lawrence, clearly the safer bet. So, Andy, what was your grade on this one? Oh, you're going to make me remember these now. Um, <laughs> I think I gave this an A-, and, and just because... Personally, I still don't get why Fields fell that far. I don't get why people didn't like him. I understand some of the concerns, but I just thought, you know, he had a better track record against better competition. But look, you cannot argue with Zach Wilson here. You cannot argue with that arm talent. You cannot argue with, like you said, the ceiling. It's just, it's massive. And the fluidity with which he reads the field, throws the ball, 
makes all the throws, moves around in the pocket. I mean, it's just, it looks like it should work. And it worked really well last year against a lot of different defenses and a lot of different situations. So I can't argue with the pick. Uh, I understand why they took him. And even in hindsight, uh, I think it'll end up being hard to argue with it. Well, whatever, if it doesn't work, it's not going to be because of his talent. It's going to be because of uh, bad luck injuries or, or the Jets couldn't get the weapons or the system that, that they needed for him. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Second pick, Elijah Vera Tucker, number 14 overall. The guard slash tackle out of USC. Jets traded up from 23 to 14. Gave up both third round picks, but did get back a late fourth rounder. I like this a lot. The only downside to this, of course, is the trade-up aspect. So some people docked the Jets points for that because they felt that they overpaid on the trade value scale. I didn't think so. I think that the value was right in line with what you would expect. The trade value chart to me is more of a guide than an absolute. So I thought getting aggressive here and getting arguably the best interior offensive lineman in the class and one of the best offensive linemen in the class, period, in Elijah Vera Tucker was a great move. I gave this one an A minus. You gave it an A, so you really loved it. I loved it. I thought this was exactly how the Jets needed to handle this because of what they weren't able to do in free agency. They spent the last, you know, Joe Douglas spent the last two years building up draft capital so that he could make this kind of a move. It's not without risk because none of us know what Vera Tucker is going to be, but. Like you said, he's clearly one of the best offensive linemen, interior offensive linemen in this draft, if not the best. 
Uh, I, I love that he was in 2019. He won. He was voted the USC Offensive Lineman of the Year over Austin Jackson, who went to the Dolphins 18th overall last year. And he was playing a different position than he is now when he won Pac-10 Offensive Lineman of the Year. So uh, it just shows that he has elite versatility. The Jets seriously needed to upgrade their interior offensive line. And, and now they potentially have the left side of their offensive line uh, set for the next decade. So I love it. It doesn't mean it will work, but I but I love being aggressive there and using the draft capital that you have amassed to get a need that you weren't able to get addressed in free agency. So far, you and I have given out one A and one A minus, but we flipped the A and the A minus. I gave the Jets the A minus for Vera Tucker only because I think you could make a case that maybe they could have stayed at twenty three and gotten a different offensive lineman like Tevin Jenkins and saved the two third round picks. I'm not saying that they should have done that. I'm just saying you could make that case. So being mm-hmm. that it cost them capital, that's why I docked them slightly. But an A minus still a very high grade. And then we get to the second round, number thirty four overall, Elijah Moore, the wide receiver from Ole Miss. And Andy, I'll be honest with you, when this pick first happened I was lukewarm on it I had watched Elijah Moore but I hadn't really dug in on him you know how it goes when the draft process Mm -hmm. comes along there are certain players you focus in on because you think that the Jets are very much in on them one example is Kevin Jenkins because I had heard over and over again that the Jets really liked him Vera Tucker another one Zach Wilson that was obvious for a long time so I watched some of Elijah Moore but I hadn't really honed in on him After the Jets picked him, I took a deep look at this kid, and he's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. I can't believe he was there at number 34. Honestly, he probably should have been a top 15 pick. His combination of speed, elusiveness, ability to avoid contact, hands, 97% catch rate on catchable passes, and his elite route running. You put all of that together, and that is an incredibly dangerous weapon, plus a first-class kid all the way. I know we talked about this on yesterday's show with Michael Borky. There were some people that remember the infamous Egg Bowl incident where he did the peeing like a dog gesture that cost the team the game against Mississippi State. However, he really bounced back from that, and you haven't heard anything else other than that. All you've heard is how talented he is, how much his teammates love him. You saw that video with A.J. Brown. We know how much he and Lane Kiffin loved working together and what Lane Kiffin did with him in that one year that they were together at Ole Miss. Andy, my grade for this right after the pick and probably before I took a deep look at him would have been a B, B minus. Now I'm at an A. I think he has a chance to be an elite wide receiver. It's all going to depend on how they use him, but I have confidence in this new coaching staff to use him properly, and I think he has the stuff to be a phenomenal wide receiver in the NFL. I agree, and one thing you didn't mention is that, and I think this will translate to the next level, is that he can line up anywhere, Mm -hmm. and he's going to create a matchup problem almost anywhere he lines up because of all the traits that you said. Uh, I just love that they went, and took a guy there when there was temptation to take cornerback or maybe edge rusher or something else. I just love that they, they did that and got themselves. The, the more of these guys you draft who have this kind of potential, the better chance you have a heavy hitting on one. And I also genuinely believe Joe Douglas when he says that this wasn't as a crowd or replacement. And it just doesn't, if you look at the 
where they're at cap wise and you look at their receiving core, I mean, Crowder is still really the only proven, proven guy. I mean, Corey Davis is, is pretty close, but no one has done it consistently like Crowder. And it, why are you going to get rid of your most consistent weapon, the most reliable guy for, for some cap space? especially when Moore fills such a versatile role that that doesn't have to really conflict with him. So uh, I think they are going to keep them both around unless Crowder looks like trash during, during training camp in the preseason or something. But um, I I think they are going to keep them both around. And I think it's the right thing to do because you just keep having a better chance to have all the weapons there and not have what happened early last year when you're trotting Sam Darnold out there with, no proven receivers, no weapons whatsoever. I mean, you're waiting for Vincent Smith to come back so he can get some help. I mean, that's not a position you ever want to be in again. So I love the pick. I think I gave it an A or an A minus. Uh, and, and I think it was the right move because you're not going to fix everything this offseason. I mean, it just wasn't going to happen. Even if they had decided to go cornerback from here on out, They that position wasn't going to be guaranteed to be fixed. But they've gone a long way with what they did in free agency and the draft toward giving themselves a chance to be a really interesting and fun offense next season. And I think Moore is going to fit into the system really well. He said he's not a slot receiver. I asked him about this. Like, what do you view yourself as? He's like, I'm just a playmaker. Uh, I will get it done. Line me up wherever you want. So I love his attitude, and I think he's going to be a, a really good player for the Jets. And I would say the same about Michael Carter, the running back out of UNC, who they got at number 107 in the fourth round. Andy, I think that the Jets most likely would have taken Elijah Moore at number 23 if they hadn't traded up, and they were able to get him at 34. I think the same thing happened here with Michael Carter. They would have taken him with that Seattle third-round pick if they had kept it and not used it to trade up for Vera Tucker. Instead, Carter falls right into their lap at number 107. As you say in your write-up of him, a dynamic weapon, somebody that can get it done both in the passing game and in the running game on the smaller side, so he's not going to be that bell cow that touches the ball 30 times a game, but Mm -hmm. he doesn't have to be. He can be a guy who touches it 15, 20 times a game and is highly productive. Really good speed. He's a leader. He's somebody that people in the locker room at North Carolina really look to. So to me, absolute steal here for where they got him. And even though you can make arguments for other players, I just think that because he's somebody that very easily could have gone in the third round and probably should have, when you factor in the value, when you factor in the need, when you factor in the player that he is, you have to give this an A. Yeah, I don't remember what I gave it, but I think it was another good grade, and I felt I feel weird giving out you know good grades because none of us know <laughs> what these players are going to be. But given everything that we have in front of us right now, just look at look back to last year. Like, how many times did the Jets? I can, I'm remembering off the top of my head two big plays that went for a touchdown. It was Darnold's run against the Broncos before he almost got killed, and and Crowder week one on a busted tackle against Buffalo, I think went like 67 yards for a touchdown. I, I'm not remembering any, maybe I'm missing something here, but this, this offense did not have home run threats and it hasn't really for the last five years. This guy, like you said, was a third round talent pretty much on everybody's draft board. The jets obviously were thrilled to get him in the fourth round with the second pick. And uh, I think 
again, the more of these guys you add with that potential, the the better chance, obviously, you're going to have on hitting on one. So I, I love what they did in the first, you know, with their first four picks on this draft. And this is where things took a bit of a turn because the rest of the way, it was defense. And my theory on this mm-hmm. is they decided to build the offense first, but also I think a lot of teams had this graded out where they only had a certain number of players where they had true grades on those guys. And then after that, it just became dart throws because of everything going on with coronavirus. We heard about limited information. And so Joe Douglas said to Robert Sala, just throw darts at some players that you think might be decent and hopefully some of them stick. That's my theory. I haven't had that confirmed. The first one of those darts would have been in the fifth round at number 146. Remember, the Jets did have that extra fourth rounder that they got from Minnesota in that deal for Elijah Vera Tucker. However, they traded down from that. So their next pick after Carter was at 146 in the fifth round. Jamie and Sherwood, the linebacker out of Auburn, was a safety in college. So people looked at his traits and said, this guy's super slow for a safety. But it appears he's most likely going to play Will Linebacker in the pros. Andy, you gave this one a B plus. Yeah, I, again, at first I was a little confused, but the Jets then listed him as a linebacker. And then Sala kind of explained later that, you know, they're looking for guys who they think are, are a little bit more athletic and can kind of move more laterally. Uh, and so they weren't really doing it as designed, you know, traditionally by positions here. They, they're looking for guys who can fit their system. And that, that became pretty obvious when they started listing the positions here that, that were different. These guys, and I love that. I mean, I love that's a sign that the, the front office is working really well with the coaching staff. Um, and again, we don't know what these players are going to be, but when you get these guys that have really high upside for a specific role, I just think that makes sense, especially when you're throwing darts, like you said. So, um, I mean, these next few picks kind of all fit that mold, and and I love it, and I think, you know, I think at least one or two of these guys, the odds are, are going to hit and be better than the value traditionally that you'd see out of where they were picked in in the later rounds. At number 154 in the fifth round, the Jets selected Michael Carter II, the cornerback from (laughs) Duke. And yes, we've all had fun with this because no team has ever picked two players with the same name in the same draft before. And the even funnier part is that the Michael Carter that they picked second is Michael Carter the second. So, so much hilarity on so many fronts. But Carter's a pretty good player. Clayton Smarslock, one of our draft analysts at playlikeajet.com, has taken a good look at him and really likes him as a potential slot corner. And right now, the Jets are pretty thin there. They do have Javelin Guidry, who played well in limited number of snaps in the slot because Brian Poole took the bulk of the slot corner snaps. But Guidry comes back, and now you add Carter to the mix. You gave this one a B, which means you think it was a pretty good pick, even for number 154. Yeah, so they they made so many picks that it's hard to to remember why. I thought there were better options at that point at cornerback. Um and I think that's probably why I gave that a B. But again, I think Salah said that they see him having a slot role and 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 maybe even playing some safety. So they have a specific uh, a job for him in mind, a specific way that he fits the defense. And and I like that. 
and I think that's uh, good. And, and yeah, I also like, you know, you add the, the second Michael Carter, Joe Douglas kind of joked that, that they were trying to corner the markets on Michael Carter's and Elijah's. <laughs> so that's, I think that's like three out of the first five or four out of the first five picks were either Elijah's or four out of the first six were either Elijah's or, or Michael Carter. So they certainly succeeded in that goal. And you got a little Duke UNC thing going there too, mm-hmm. which is, which is interesting. But look, I, I, I did not, he was not on my board or, or someone I saw with the jets. And, and that's kind of the beauty of this draft is I think you'll see a lot of guys in the later rounds that, it's going to be really interesting to see how this draft class progresses. Cause I think you could see a lot of guys who maybe don't do as well as you would think they would do for where they were picked. And then a lot of guys who maybe exceed expectations because they slipped through the cracks. So um, it's going to be really fascinating to watch this draft class, not just for the jets, but across the league and how it plays out in the next four or five years. Cause I think we're going to see some, some real unexpected uh, stars come out of who knows, maybe, maybe the later rounds just because of the situation and nobody, I don't think got a handle on this draft class as well as in previous years. So it, it'll be really interesting to see how it pans out. One of those stars could be Jason Pinnock, the cornerback from Pitt who went at number 175 to the jets in the fifth round Everybody, of course, making the comment, well, the last time the Jets picked a cornerback from Pitt, it worked out okay. That being Darrell Revis. I doubt that Pinnock is going to be as good as Darrell Revis. I suppose anything's possible. This is somebody who should come in right away, contribute on special teams, and perhaps eventually develop into somebody that can play a little bit of cornerback. That's fine in the fifth round, and I think that's probably why you gave it a B. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's a if I remember correctly, he's a pretty big guy, so he could definitely fit well on the uh, outside for the Jets, maybe in like a press corner type role. But but look, the Jets are going to have to obviously bring in some sort of free agent here, try to bring in a veteran. They don't have a single proven cornerback on the staff, but I have no problem with them waiting and taking these shots late in the draft. I mean, Hall gives you some nice upside we've seen the Austin can be, you know, semi-competent back there. They've, they've, the defense has proven at least through analytics that it can be somewhat more effective than, you know, we think moving forward without good cornerback play. It, it wasn't going to get fixed this off season anyway, once they didn't address it during free agency. So, I mean, this is was gonna. This is gonna take a couple of years to get the Jets back into a place where they can be a good football team. So I have no problem kind of taking the, you know, shot in the dark approach here that that they're obviously taking, and you know, maybe the cornerback room will look. I'm sure the cornerback room will look different week one than it does now. I, I think you'll see a veteran brought in, and who knows, maybe it'll be Richard Sherman, maybe it won't. Uh, I, I think it would be a tough sell to get Sherman to come to a rebuilding team this late in his career, but we'll see what happens. Next pick was round number six, pick 186, Hamsa Nisriladine, the safety slash linebacker from Florida State. And here's a player that was really, really effective when he played. Unfortunately, 
he had that ACL surgery in November of mm-hmm. 2019 and then missed almost the entire season this past year, but really successful in the box for FSU. And he's kind of that jack-of-all-trades type of player. I don't know that he's necessarily going to be a star, but he's the kind of high-motor, high-character kid that Robert Sala turns into a useful piece. You talk to anybody that knows anything about FSU, and they really like him. He could have very easily gone in the third round, but it's possible that because of everything that's going on with coronavirus, like we said, that that might be why he slipped because of the ACL, and maybe people are a little iffy on the medical so you gave this one a B plus, pretty good value here for the Jets at pick 186. Yeah, I just think a lot of what you just said, but uh, I know he's got freakish athletic abilities in terms of explosiveness and vertical leap and all of that stuff. He's going to be a kind of player who I think can definitely make an impact early in a situational, like you said, kind of unpredictable role. Uh, but yeah, consistency is a, is a question and, and health is a question, but I, but I think you can get a guy who's making a couple explosive plays a game. And even if he's only a situational guy and get him at this stage in the draft, that's pretty good. So I love the upside here and I love, I, I just love Robert Sala who has a history of making players better and putting them in position to, to succeed. I, I love what he can do with a player with this kind of ability. So yeah, I, I like the pick and again, who knows, but there's definitely a lot of potential there. At pick number 200 in the sixth round, the jets grab Brandon Eccles, the cornerback from Kentucky freakish athleticism, Juco transfer. So he's a little older, 24. This was what we like to call the Mike McCagnin special. However, <laughs> I hated this pick, not because I have anything against Eccles. Maybe he can become a useful player. I just really, really wanted Jose Borregales, the kicker from the University of Miami. I wanted him to be one of these picks here in the sixth round, and I still don't understand why they didn't do it. They figured that out last year with Braden Mann and may have solved the punter issue for the next decade. They should have done the same thing with the kicker spot. Oh, well, as far as Eccles goes... It's pick number 200. You're getting a guy with a lot of athleticism. Maybe they can mold him into something. Maybe they can't. But another dart throw that makes some sense on the surface, at least. And I think that's why you gave it a B. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you see the upside. You see the potential. Uh, another character guy. Um, so, and obviously, he had quite a journey. And, and, and coming to the, the league at this stage of his life, you know, 24 years old, Um that could maybe allow him to, to contribute a little earlier. So, I mean, we'll see, but it's hard to say at this stage, but yeah. Um, I, I guess it's just Joe Douglas wants to keep the tradition of the jets, not having a, you know, stable kicker <laughs> going. Cause I, I, cause I agree with you. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't just throw, throw in on that at this stage. And then, you know, there was going to be defensive backs that they, with similar potential to echoes that you can get an undrafted free agency. So I'm with you. Maybe I should have given it a lower grade. The final pick that the jets made was number two Oh seven in round six. And once again, I was mad that this was not Jose Borregales, but I do like Jonathan Marshall, incredible athleticism for his size, six, three, three, 10. And if you look at his athletic testing, he was, I believe 
number two out of like 143 players that were ranked on the interior. So this is somebody that has a lot of potential. The Jets don't necessarily need a player on the interior, but when you have somebody with that kind of athleticism, plus the character that he brings, he was a team captain at Arkansas, some actual production too, six and a half sacks. So he seems like he could be a steal if they coach him right. You gave this a C. I probably would have given it a B plus considering that it was at number 207. But then again, I can't give it an A or an A minus because it wasn't Jose Borregales. And I really wanted the Jets to take Jose. Yeah, I, again, I just thought there were better options. I, I mean, you had, I can't remember at that stage of the draft, which of the defensive backs were remaining. But you had some guys that before opting out or whatever had been projected to go pretty high especially at cornerback. I think there was there were a couple guys maybe weighed from Ohio State. I can't remember when, you know, I, all the prospects at this point, there's too many and they get jumbled up in my mind. Uh, maybe Gowan from UCF. There, there were some guys out there that I thought would have made more sense. But look, he'll probably end up being great because I gave him the only grade I gave below a B. Um, he definitely is the kind of player who could have slipped through the cracks in a year like this, like you said, with that explosive athleticism and, and production, you can see why they picked him up and where he would fit in on the defensive line. It's, it's never really a bad idea to have too much defensive line depth. So I was probably a little, uh, you know, harsh with the grade, but it's the end of the draft and, my brain wasn't working anymore. So, well, at least you didn't have to come out and grade all the undrafted free agents because I think at that point it <laughs> probably would have been borderline no. ridiculous. I will say this though, Andy, I'm still pining for Jose. I know he signed <laughs> with Tampa. I'm just hoping that if Ryan Suckup beats him out for the job at the Jets, reverse course and go get Jose the way that they should have on draft night because. As I've said many, many times, when you draft a guy in the fifth, the sixth, the seventh round, and I guess this year it's a little bit different because, as you said, it's easier for players to slip through the cracks than most years. But when you draft yeah. a guy in those rounds, normally you're looking for part-time contributors. You're looking for guys that are damaged in some way that you're taking a shot at. But if you can use one of those picks to solidify the kicker position for a really long time. That's what I would have done. I think it would have been the smart move. But unfortunately, they didn't do that. They did sign a kicker in Chris Nugar from SMU. However, he's not Jose. Jose was the best kicker in the country. He won the award for best kicker in the country. Everybody understood that he and Evan McPherson were the two best kickers in this draft. So I'm still hoping that Suckup retains his job and Jose gets released and the Jets get another crack at him. That's really my only criticism of these late round picks. Just because, as you said, Andy, let's be real. We only know bits and pieces about these guys, at least right now. We'll take deeper looks at them as time goes on. But our initial impressions are not exactly going to be as strong as they were for the first four picks that we knew a lot more about. Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NorthJersey.com. Thanks for coming on, as always. Really appreciate it, Professor. You brought out your red pen and everything to make these <laughs> grades. We'll see if your grades hold up in a couple of years. And if they do, Joe Douglas is going to come out of this looking very, very good. 
For anybody that wants to check out all of Andy's work and all the other great work at NorthJersey.com, you can head over there right now. You can also subscribe. Great deal going on at the moment. Six months for one buck. That's right. One dollar gets you six months of unlimited access to everything at NorthJersey.com. And if you live in the North Jersey area, that is a fantastic deal because there's so much great local news and sports coverage that you won't get anywhere else. So, Andy, talk about what you've got cooking. Talk about how people can find you and talk about how they can read everything that you're doing. Yeah, well, what I got cooking is I know, I mean, since the Jets didn't draft a kicker that week two of the preseason I'll be writing a story about them after the second preseason game I'll be writing a story about them looking for a new kicker um (laughs) but that's that's a little bit advanced just by the way one more little thing of context here and and I'm I'm sorry I know this I'm supposed to be plugging my work but um like we still don't know if Joe Douglas can draft because like last Mm -hmm. year's draft we don't know like we don't we don't know it's been a year we have a little bit of an idea of some glimpses but like Zaniga third round pick is not a bust because he didn't contribute as a rookie and Becton isn't a stud because he looked great as a rookie. I mean, there's these stories have yet to be told. So it's just, it's a very, this is a very interesting year because we're going to get the story, the start of the story on the guys that were just drafted. And obviously we're going to know a lot more about Douglas as a drafter after this year. Um, So anyway, kind of, switching gears to what I'm plugging um, on, on the website. I'm definitely writing something about the veterans who are kind of at risk of, of losing their jobs and kind of on notice now with these rookies coming in and, and the jets don't have many veterans, but there are a few players who are at least familiar names uh, that are kind of maybe in trouble here. So check out that. I think that'll be out on Thursday morning. And then whenever the jets do whatever they do for, rookie minicamp and, and we're not sure exactly what that's going to look like if there'll be practices or, or when it will be but we'll have full coverage of that and just kind of looking ahead to to what needs to be addressed on the roster across the roster in these next few months before the season so all of that at northjersey.com you can follow me on twitter at andy underscore vasquez i would just like to say that as a paying customer now of northjersey.com That means that I'm always right when we talk because they say the customer is always right. So just keep that in mind. Whenever Andy and I disagree, I'm always going to be right now because I'm a paying customer over at NorthJersey.com. And you should be too. Like I said, one buck gets you six months of coverage. Fantastic deal. Take advantage of it now over at NorthJersey.com. And take advantage of the deal that we're giving you over at playlikeajet.com and our YouTube channel. And that deal is you don't have to pay anything. You can watch all of our videos for free. You can check out all of our content for free. We've got some fantastic stuff up there right now. Tommy Griffin Krantz has a really good comprehensive overview of the undrafted free agent signings the Jets have. We have a free agency piece. The third or fourth wave, whatever wave we're in after the draft, that's what Clay wrote up a piece about. So that's there right now at playlikeajet.com as well. And on our YouTube channel, we've got some fantastic videos. Luke Grant's got one up. That's a cut-up of Elijah Moore. He's got another one up that's a cut-up of Michael Carter. And the one that's gotten the most views so far, by far, is the cut-up that he did before the draft of Kendrick Green, the offensive lineman, from the University of Illinois, and the reason for that is because Kendrick Green was selected 
by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so Steelers fans went to YouTube and said, where can we see this guy? And as I'm sure you can imagine, there probably weren't that many cut-ups of a mid-round offensive lineman on the interior. And so when they searched, they found Luke's video, and there you go, 10,000 views for a Kendrick Green video. Thank you, Steelers fans. Be like the Steelers fans in this instance and check out all of our videos and subscribe to the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Also, make sure that you give us a five-star review on iTunes for the podcast if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW, void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.